Welcome to You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always gonna keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. What's the word, y'all? Welcome, everybody, to the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Turner, and today's word is EO Sky. There's some news on EO Sky. This report, we're jumping right into it, ladies and gentlemen. This report is coming from Ringside News. I actually have two reports on her. This is the first one, and I will jump immediately to the next one after this one. So, um, according to a new recent report uh, from Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated, there are discussions within WWE about a potential face turn for Sky with the intention of setting up a feud between her and her current damage control stable mate, Bailey. Now, this is something that I've talked about. This is something that I've, uh, I would say, fantasy booked on my podcast, on my show. And I've brought this up on many occasions. I think this would be a great get for EO Sky in terms of being in a singles run and, and getting a real significant push in WWE and her facing Bailey. I think it's a great get. So I can't wait for that. Now, it is believed that WWE Women's Champion Asuka will eventually lose used her experience to showcase a younger superstar as the next champion, despite only having a three-year difference in their wrestling careers, the indications are pointing to Sky being the one to dethrone Asuka and become champion. That is correct. EO Sky has consistently impressed WWE Chief Content Officer Triple H for several years. His reception from, um, or her reception from the Puerto Rican crowd at Backlash reportedly further fueled Supporting within WWE for her to have a successful singles championship run on the main roster. Currently, Sky is scheduled to compete in the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match on July 1st. Betting wrestling experiences have suggested that she is considered a top contender to win the briefcase. The match will also feature notable competitors such as Bailey, Becky Lynch, Zelina Vega, Zoe Starks, and an additional uh, participant yet to be determined. Becky, Bailey, Zelina Vega, Zoe Starks, and the other competitor. You guys are not winning the women's money in the bank. Y'all know what's good. Bailey, though, I'm pretty concerned. I really am. Not gonna lie. I'm pretty concerned that I can see WWE, you know, having Bailey and EO Sky on top of the ladders going at it and trying to grab uh, the briefcase. And I can see Bailey screwing over Sky and maybe Bailey winning the briefcase or she just screws EO Sky together, right? I'm praying that's not the case. I feel this is her time. This is EO Sky's time to shine. And everybody like myself have been pushing for an EO Sky versus an Asuka uh, women's championship match in the near future. I know some people have said maybe it happens at SummerSlam. That's a possibility. That really is a possibility. But I don't want WWE to rush it. Because here's the thing. I want to talk about this for a second. This is pertaining to the article. Um, World champions in pro wrestling. It could be from any wrestling promotion. Let's take Roman Reigns as a prime example, right? Roman Reigns has been champion for so long that people like myself have kind of created this, I would say, narrative and, and trying to push it to the community that we need to see world champions have a long, lengthy reigns. No pun intended, Roman Reigns is having a long, lengthy reign with the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship because he's had it for so long. And I'm fine with that. 
I'm fine with that. Um, I just got done, you know, talking and about AEW last night with MJF, and I have the same opinions as I did with Roman. I'm having it with MJF, and I feel like MJF needs to hold that championship for a very long time. We need long title reigns uh, for any world champion. It could be the tag team. It could be the women's champ. It could be the world champion. It could be the United States champion. Some of these mid-card titles. It doesn't matter. Whoever is holding championships, they need to have a long reign with the belt. So this goes inside with Asuka and this story. Uh, Asuka, I mean, she barely won the match. She barely won the title. She barely won. I love EO Sky just as much as the next person. You're not going to find a more bigger fan of EO Sky than me. It's just, it's not going to happen, right? I'm kidding, by the way. I know there's a lot of EO Sky fans, okay? Don't take what I said to heart. Um, but I'm a big fan of hers. And I see the potential in her that not a lot of people really are seeing, sadly. Um I feel like she's great. I feel like she deserves a reign with the women's championship. The problem is Asuka barely won that title. You cannot do Asuka like that again because people are infatuated and in love with Io Sky. They think Io Sky deserves a world championship opportunity and winning the world title. You got to give these champions time to breathe and have a lengthy run. I'm willing to wait for EO Sky because once that moment arises, it's going to be special. It's going to be a big deal, right? Beating Asuka is going to be a big deal. And we know EO Sky is going to be the one to dethrone Asuka. Not right now. It's too soon. It's too soon. We need her, Asuka, to hold that championship until WrestleMania. And this is where I'm going to put my crown on, and this is where I'm going to get to work. If you guys are new to the podcast, thank you for finding the Wrestling Takeover podcast. This is the most honest and creative and passionate podcast in the game, in the wrestling community. No one is more creative than we are over here on the Wrestling Takeover. That is a fact. We pitch more ideas than anybody in the wrestling community. Um, so if you're new, press that subscribe button um, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Um, I'm going to plug it here. Follow me on social media, y'all, while you guys are at it. Twitter at JT Takeover, on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover, and on TikTok at The Wrestling Takeover. EO Sky, right? It's too soon really for her to to win the title. She really doesn't have a lot of momentum underneath her. Um, and long title reigns in professional wrestling. We need it. This needs to be the... And you look in today's pro wrestling. We need the champions to hold it for a very long time. Roman Reigns... I understand we're not probably going to see someone hold uh, a championship for the length that Roman Reigns is held the WWE Undisputed Universal Championships, that's fine. But they at least need to hold it for like a year and a half, right? Or even close to a year. 11 months, right? But Robin Reigns' bar is so high that if people don't achieve near or at the level of Roman withholding the championship or whatever championship that they are holding, I feel people are going to kind of look down upon that and that's not what we want. I want Eel to win the, the Women's World Championship as well, y'all. I, I really do. I think she deserves it. She's, you know, been on a big momentum right now. But Asuka, this is her time. This is her time to shine as Women's Champion. And you look at the champions now. Unless plans change, I can see... Majority of the champions in WWE holding their titles until WrestleMania. Now, again, plans can change. We can see something crazy happen. This is fucking professional wrestling we're talking about where anything's possible, right? So I might get ahead of myself, but at the same time, 
Asuka, I feel she should hold it until WrestleMania. Uh, Rhea Ripley should hold her championship until WrestleMania. I think... I think Asuka should hold it until WrestleMania as well. And you, it's kind of funny because in one instance, Io really doesn't have to win the women's money in the bank. You want to know why? Because there's a women's Royal Rumble match. So Io doesn't have to win the money in the bank. Now, will I be devastated? Of course I would, because I'm a big advocate of EO Sky, and I feel like she deserves her shine. But at the same time, if she doesn't win, I'm going to have some hope that maybe she wins the Royal Rumble. We have no idea. We're only going off on what we're seeing currently, and right now I feel EO Sky is the best bet to win the women's money in the bank. And... Not pull a Seth Rollins in terms of Seth Rollins waiting until WrestleMania during a specific match to challenge um, the world champion Brock Lesnar. I feel like, see, this is where things kind of get messy. You feel me? This is where things get funky. I don't want a triple threat. You got the Women's Royal Rumble, and this is what I would do. This is what I would do. Rhea Ripley's opponent, opponent to me, might be Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. So if that happens, because you know they're going to want to eventually put Becky Lynch right into the world title scene again. Maybe Becky wins the Women's Royal Rumble and chooses Rhea Ripley. Because they're both on the same brand. Okay, now who's going to challenge Asuka? That is where EO Sky comes in literally the next night on SmackDown. And she challenges Asuka at WrestleMania. I'm throwing a pitch. I'm throwing out an idea right now. Because I know for a fact, WWE is saving Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch for WrestleMania 40. I just, I feel it, I sense it. And that's fine with me. That's cool. I'll accept that. Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair is going to happen. We all know this. That's going to be the plan for WrestleMania 40. So what about Asuka? Asuka needs just as an incredible opponent as uh, Charlotte Flair has with Bianca and then Rhea with Becky. Who's Asuka facing? EO Sky. We all know that match is going to happen. The the question is, when is it going to happen? And I feel like WrestleMania 40 is the best bet. EO Sky winning the women's money in the bank and not saying shit. She does not challenge Asuka at SummerSlam. I'm begging WWE. I'm begging you. Triple H. Road Dog. Vince McMahon. The creative writers. Y'all know I'm right on this. I don't say things just to say things. Just to pop people. I am the most creative wrestling podcaster in the community. I know what I'm talking about. The best bet for Asuka versus Io Sky is WrestleMania, not SummerSlam. Give Asuka a, another credible opponent outside of Io Sky. Be patient with Io Sky. Secondly, Io Sky's on fucking SmackDown. So she could win the women's money in the bank and then go to Monday Night Raw. Or, I'm sorry. She can win the women's money in the bank because she's on SmackDown and then challenge Asuka. Come on. Who's going to win that? Asuka should win that. Asuka's barely held the championship. So you're going to have Eel Sky lose again. You're going to have Eel Sky lose another championship match. You lost it at Backlash. And now she's going to lose another opportunity at, at SummerSlam? I'm not fucking with that. Especially with the plans of Eel Sky being a big 
in the big plans. Is the big plans SummerSlam? It's too soon. That's too soon. Be patient with the game. Be patient. Pick your spots. Pick your poison. This is WrestleMania 40. I think long-term, y'all. Again, if you're new to the podcast, I fantasy book. I think long-term. This is WrestleMania 40. You want to put the best workers on that show. The best possible matches that you can think of. And I don't want to hear it. Oh, EO Sky, you know, she might not get a shot at WrestleMania. I don't want to hear that. This needs to be Triple H, Vince McMahon, all the writers in WWE, all the producers in WWE. Listen to me. EO Sky winning the women's money in the bank and saving that opportunity until after the Royal Rumble where Becky Lynch, that is fine. She wins the women's Royal Rumble again. That's fine. And then she goes on to challenge Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. Or for, excuse me, the Women's Championship. Because Asuka is holding the, I would say, Universal Women's Championship on SmackDown. So, we got Becky winning the Royal Rumble, challenging Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania for um, the Women's World Championship. Asuka is still the women's champion on SmackDown. Io Sky is the women's money in the bank winner. After the Royal Rumble, she can go and challenge Asuka at WrestleMania for that championship on SmackDown. I know what I'm talking about. I know my ideas are good. I know they are. So you got those two bangers. Bangers. Right? But the problem is Eel Sky challenging Asuka at WrestleMania for the women's title on SmackDown is probably not going to happen. You want to know why? Because Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair are on that brand. I knew this. I just wanted to observe and kind of get you guys to where I'm really going to go. I think we are going to get Asuka versus Io at SummerSlam. I just think it's too soon. Because Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair is definitely happening at WrestleMania. And Charlotte Flair challenging Asuka to the Women's Championship match in two weeks on SmackDown is happening. There's a real possibility that Asuka can drop that women's championship to Charlotte Flair. So I don't know where the WWE is going to go. I don't know what plan they have. I think they're thinking short term here and they are not thinking long term. I think EO Sky is going to win the women's money in the bank. It's going to come down to her and Bailey, and what I think the WWE is going to do. They're going to have Eel Sky win the women's money in the bank. They're going to have Eel Sky go to SummerSlam and challenge Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Or in this case, the Women's World Championship on SmackDown. Because there's a rumor, I've been seeing it, that WWE might shock fans at SummerSlam with some quote-unquote title changes. I can see one of those title changes being Eel Sky beating Asuka. Keep that in mind. Let's go to another news report regarding Eel Sky. This is regarding Road Dog. This news is coming from WrestlingNews.co, and they are reporting Road Dog's comments on Eel Sky. He said, I don't know if she's acting drunk. I don't know her motivation for walking like that on her entrance, but me and my wife love it. Road Dog saved himself with that last comment. He saved himself. Sort of. The latest episode of Road Dog's Oh You Didn't Know podcast is up now. I don't care. All right. Road Dog's thoughts on the new WWE Women's Championship belts. 
I'm not commenting on that. I mean, I need to see the EOS guy comment. Here we go. So Road Dog talking about the upcoming women's Money in the Bank ladder match. He said, quote, you know, my favorite is EO Sky. Me too, Road Dog. There is something about EO Sky and my wife even feels it too. Like on her entrance, there's something so abstract and just like, I don't know if she's acting drunk or she's acting like, or she's acting like I don't care or I don't know her motivation for walking like that on her entrance. But me and my wife love it. I love EO Sky. She was one of my favorites because she's, uh, daring as the day is long and she's great in the ring. She's got a great timing. I love her. I love Oscar. I think Oscar is one of the greatest women's wrestlers of our lifetime. I firmly believe that I don't think there's many, I would say, even compare to her as far as a total package. She can't speak good English, but hey, energy and her facials, her emotions, her language, it's all universal. When she screams something at you, when she acts, I get it. To me, her wrestling, her in-ring stuff is second to none. She is on the one that is it and the most influential, if you ask me. Okay. So he's a big fan of EO Sky. That's great. He's a fan of Asuka. I love it. That's great. Um, I just wanted to kind of give you guys that, that little news tip bit there real quick regarding EO Sky. Now... Let's get into the nuts and bolts, really, of this show. It's going to be a long podcast, so tap in, strap in, go give yourself a wine, and uh, let's uh, let's enjoy this real quick. Now, uh, before uh, I continue here, I will be right back. I am actually going to grab something to drink, so you guys are going to be kind of here in silence for a couple seconds. But I'll be back, and uh, we're going to continue on with the show. Bam, just like that. We back in this bitch. So, we got some wrestling news. I got my water. Let me drink it real quick. All right. I'm thirsty. Long morning, man. Long morning. So we got some news on WWE exit exclusive negotiations windows with Fox and NBC Universal. This has been going everywhere in the community. This is reported by Post Wrestling. Take everything. I forgot to say it, but take everything with the grain of salt. But the news is pretty interesting. So WWE is out of its negotiative, exclusive negotiating window with incumbents NBC Universal and Fox. Andrew Martin of the New York Post uh, reports that WWE is free to negotiate with other broadcasters for the USA domestic rights for Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. Nick Khan recently confirmed that the exclusive period of the partnerships with Fox and NBC Universal um, are expired although at the time the NBC excuse me NBC Universal window had not ended if I burp y'all I apologize I'm drinking my seltzer right now I'm pretty thirsty hold on one second that's good so Mansert listed several entitles that have shown entrance including Disney and Amazon Prime with Disney it is FX that would be the destination opposed to ESPN. I fucking hate that. I'm not trying to watch Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown on fucking FX. Now, if they do do that, I can see this being on uh, Hulu. But Friday Night SmackDown and Monday Night Raw on FX? <laughs> nah, I I'm not with that at all. Uh, which is said to be unable to commit to a night of the week due to its sports programming. So ESPN cannot do it because they have a lot of sports uh, programs um, on their network. Mentor added that the Apple and Warner Bros. Discovery are dark horse candidates that AEW does have an exclusive uh, WBD uh, networks. The U.S. rights for Raw and Friday Night SmackDown run through the end of September. 
of 2024 with the revenue revenue uh, for both believed $470 million per year. Nikon has publicly stated that they believe they will have a 1.5 X or higher upgrade to the rights. Okay. So this is uh, pretty interesting. If you ask me. So WWE, right? Um, going to FX. I'm not in agreement with that. I don't feel like that would be a good move for WWE. Me personally, I don't like it. Um, so I, I don't think it's a good move for that. I know people are saying that, uh, NBC Universal and Fox can still negotiate with the WWE. I'm not really sure what's going on. I'm just kind of throwing my uh, two cents here. I don't really know stuff from a business standpoint like that to really give you guys a, you know, I would say a valid opinion, really. Um, but there's some crazy news on Disney. So this is pretty interesting. Uh, now, this one is coming from Russell Pursuits. Again, take everything with a grain of salt. Disney reportedly interested in WWE broadcasting rights. This completely blew up the internet. This blew up the internet and everybody started going crazy with it. So uh, this news is saying per new report, Disney has emerged as a contender for WWE's broadcasting rights. WWE's broadcasting rights deals are set to expire in October of 2024 with Comcast currently paying $265 million per year for USA Network to host Monday Night Raw, Whistlet's Fox paying $205 million for Friday Night SmackDown. According to a new report from the New York Post, WWE exclusive negotiating period with both Comcast and Fox have come to an end, and thus new parties are beginning to show interest. Of course they are. Of course they are. And it's pretty interesting to me. You see everything going on with NXT with all of the main roster stars going to NXT. I think, I don't know, but I can see, you know, Nick Khan. I mean, you kind of see it now, really. If you really pay attention, that's why I always say, watch the show and pay attention to what's going on on NXT, Monday Night Raw, and Friday Night SmackDown. And you will see some crazy stuff happening. Example, NXT. NXT is having the World Heavyweight Champion on the show next week to challenge their top star, Braun Breaker, to a match for the World Heavyweight Championship. You fucking think that is not a coincidence? A dink, right? Yeah. We know why that's the case because they want to show broadcasters, NBC Universal, that NXT is still a reliable brand and to ask for more money from uh, NBC Universal for NXT. So that's that. Let's get into this report. This is crazy. Whistler reports a statement that as of writing, Comcast and Fox remain the most likely candidates. To secure WWE's broadcasting rights beyond 2024, Disney are also interested with FX being the likely cable placement. Fuck no. Uh, again, that just sounds weird. Welcome to Friday Night SmackDown on FX. Nah. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, The New York Post said, quote, It is still early in the process, but one party... That does have interest in adding the WWE is Disney. According to sources, the potential cable replacement would not be ESPN, but rather FX. Um, no. Other notable suitors or potential suitors, according to the report, include the likes of Amazon Prime Video, Warner Bros, Discovery, and Apple. Whistlets, CBS are not expected to make a play for WWE rights. Netflix is another major company often mentioned as a potential home for WWE in the future. Although this is remains unlikely until the streaming giant shows a willingness to spend big money of this magnitude. So Peacock, 
Their five-year, $1 billion WWE streaming deal is valid until March of 2026, right before WrestleMania 42. Upon the expiration date of this deal, ESPN Plus is another potential candidate that can merge as they were reportedly involved with the last WWE streaming deal rights negotiations. So for people that are concerned that Peacock and WWE are going to part ways, you can you can uh, you can cancel that shit. It ain't happening. They got a deal uh, valid until March of 2026. So they aren't going nowhere. This has to do with the Raw and SmackDown TV network deals. This has nothing to do with the WWE network. So as pointed out by the post, Endeavor's recent acquisition of WWE. And the subsequent merger with UFC may result in Disney changing, being bolstered with WWE CEO Nick Khan having strong relationships with both uh, ESPN chairman Jimmy Porter, who leads sports acquisitions for Disney, and ESPN president of content Burke Magnus, in addition to ESPN already being the home of UFC. And that's why people need to take this as a serious deal. Nikon is friends with um, both the ESPN chairman um, and the ESPN president. I believe, I do believe that Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown, they will be with Mickey Mouse. I am throwing a big prediction out. I believe WWE will be with Mickey Mouse when it's all said and done. Now, that does not mean that the Peacock deal is done. The Peacock deal has to do with WWE streaming deal. That is the WWE network. That is not the TV product. There is a difference. So I just want to point that out again to everybody. Um, yeah, listen, NBC Universal can still negotiate with WWE and having Monday Night Raw and NXT still remain with them. And Fox can negotiate. But I've heard rumors for a while that Fox might not be fucking with WWE. I don't know. I don't know. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. But, again, I want to take everything with a grain of salt as well. I'm just, you know, I'm thinking. I don't know. I can just see Fox kind of be like, yeah, we're done with WWE. They're not giving the numbers that we want. So, it's something to keep your eyes on. Next report, ladies and gentlemen. This has to do with the popular the lovely Rhea Ripley. Um, this report is coming from Cultaholic. Uh, they are reporting an update on WWE's plans for uh, Rhea Ripley. Reported update on Rhea Ripley's next moves in WWE. Rhea Ripley is currently flying high in WWE with SmackDown Women's Champion, one of the most popular stars in the company due to her run on Judgment Day. Recent reports have suggested that Rhea Ripley could be set to receive a new champ. Okay, we've seen that already, and we've seen what happened. Okay. Per report from Better Wrestling Experience, Rhea Ripley is set to engage in some intergender wrestling in WWE, a move which has reportedly long been on the cards for Rhea. Really? Wow. I'm surprised that is actually been in the cards. <sighs> I already know people in the community. I understand there's not a lot of people that like intergender wrestling. I understand there's not a lot of people. It's very rare in the community that you get people who are excited about something like this. I'm, I'm on the fence. I feel like if done right, I think it could be great. Um, am I for it? Yes or no? Like to give you guys a flat ass answer. I'd say yes, I am. Um, if done wrong, this can be awful. Um, but if done right, this could be a, this could be a great thing. And, and something that I know some women have been actually, uh, surprisingly pushing for in WWE. And I know Rhea really, really has been one of them. So, um, this is pretty interesting. So, um, is I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. I, I want to see the opinions of the community um, if this actually goes through. And I'm trying to think who she would face. Ray Mysterio. Um, 
Rhea Ripley versus Solo. That's something that I really want to see. Like, if I had to pick one person for Rhea Ripley to go 1v1 with right now, intergender wrestling style, it would be Solo Sokoa. It would be Solo Sokoa. I need that 1v1, baby. I need that 1v1. So, Triple H, if you can make that happen, dog, let's get it. It's something that I would love to see. I think it's something that the fans would love to see as well, too. They got unfinished business. And I think it would be great, really, um, if WWE does Rhea Ripley versus Solo Sokoa. I don't know how you'll get there. I know they got beef. But right now, you look at things, I don't know how they're going to get there. But they'll figure it out. And uh, if this does happen, it's going to get a lot of eyes on WWE positively and negatively. So, because I know there's going to be people in the community that are going to be through high pitchforks, all that shit, and they're not going to like what WWE has in mind for Rhea Ripley. So, again, if it's positive or negative, at least they're still talking, and that's most important. Someone who is still talking is Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, brother. So, Hulk Hogan said, quote, a lot of today's wrestlers look like they should be bagging my groceries. Okay. This is uh, interesting. This report is coming from Fightful. I wanted to comment on this, guys, just to give you guys my um, opinion on it, really. Um, And that's it. Nothing really else to it. But speaking on Full Send Podcast, I didn't even know. Hulk Hogan be on podcasts like that. Hogan was asked to describe who started the party culture in WWE. And he stated that it was uh, apparent in the wrestling business as a whole. He described how wrestlers used to be much larger as the guys were, quote, monster sized and they weighed over 300 pounds. Okay, hold on one second. Should be interesting. Listen. Hulk Hogan, no motherfucker wants to be 300 pounds, boy. You're going to have wrestlers that look like Adam Cole. You're going to have wrestlers look like Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, Ricochet, Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega, Pac. You got wrestlers that look like that, dog. It's just how it is. The fans want to see people like those guys, that size. The strength, the agility that they all have. Brian Danielson as well, too. So, the era of the 300-pound wrestler, nigga, that shit's gone. You feel me? That shit's out the window. We ain't seeing that no more. Hogan then noted that a lot of wrestlers today look like wrestlers, but many of them look like they should be bragging his groceries. He pointed out that they've also had much more athletic now. So this is interesting with with what Hogan said. So I'm going to read it. Quote, it wasn't the WWE. It was the wrestling business. It was when I got in, man, when I walked in the dressing room, there were like six guys sitting there. They're all 300 pounds. Uh, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Because I love The Undertaker. I love him to death. He's my goat in the game all time. He sounds like The Undertaker, man. He sounds like The Undertaker. Oh, um, when Undertaker was saying, oh, um, you know, around my time, uh, we had guys that were real dudes, you know, they got knives and guns and shit and all these cats nowadays, they want to play the fucking video game. They want to be on social media, you know, tweeting and, and posting on Instagram, all this shit. Those guys aren't tough. We need some guys that were in back in the day in today's pro wrestling. Yeah, you know, even I clowned the even I clowned Undertaker back then. I'm a clown Hulk Hogan too. Stop with the 300 pound bullshit narrative. The fans don't want to see that no more. They don't. I'm gonna take several people, for example, that are not 300 pounds, that are having great success in professional wrestling today. MJF success, Seth Rollins success. Roman Reigns, success. Cody Rhodes, success. They're not 300 pounds. 
Come on, man. Um, he continued, I was a medium sized guy and I'd weigh 300 pounds. When I got in, if you wanted to be a wrestler, okay, there's a guy there, there, uh, he's got two big, uh, clover flyer ears. His nose is broken. His teeth are knocked out. He's got four kids at home. This next guy over here was an NCAA champion. He's got a steel plate in his forearm. His name is, uh, Harley race. Godspeed Harley race. Uh, good luck with them. Then the other two guys, they looked like serial killers. If you wanted to be a wrestler, you got to take their job and take the food out of their family's mouth. That's the difference. Everybody I wrestled looked like monster-sized men. Nowadays, there's a lot of guys that look like wrestlers. There's a lot of uh, guys that don't. A lot of guys who look like wrestlers and a lot of guys who look like they should be bragging my groceries. So the difference is how athletic the guys are. Smaller guys can do all the crazy stuff. They do so much stuff. So impressive stuff. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, in one match, I wouldn't do that match in a year. What does that mean? Well, Hogan, you're fucking old, my nigga. You're fucking old. What the fuck are you talking about? It's crazy, man. Listen. Oh, there's still more. There's still more, but the wrestlers nowadays are taking care of themselves. I'm not saying, well, actually I am saying it because it's a fact. Back in the day, you heard narratives of, oh, um, you know, if you're not on the road, people are going to take your spot. You got to, you know, be injured and still be able to work. Um, You know, you're afraid that someone is going to take your spot. So if you have a injection or you have problems medical wise, you got to fight through it because someone can easily take your spot when you are gone. Crazy. It's crazy how times are, right? Crazy how times are that people in today's pro wrestling want to take care of themselves. It's crazy. Uh, when asked to describe the biggest difference between today's product and the way it was during his prime, he highlighted that the impact of the internet before he noted that there, was, there wasn't there was a special attraction anymore. There is an attraction. His name is fucking Roman Reigns. What are you talking about? Um, but I get what he's saying here, though. Hogan shared his belief that there are a lot of wrestlers look like same. They look the same, and they can easily be replaced by someone else in the system. That is a good point. That is true. But let's, uh, let's read what Walt Hogan had to say here. I think the main thing with the product is that it has had an attraction like a Hulk Hogan who could put this guy or that guy or him or, you know, one man gain or that guy and just sell out anything instead of having one attraction like a Hulk Hogan or Rock or an Andre the Giant or Stone Cold Steve Austin. Instead of having that one guy that's really the attraction, I think the star is now the production of the show. That is true. The brand is the star of the show. And I love Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is an attraction. I don't give a fuck what anyone has to say. Roman Reigns is the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Roman Reigns is the John Cena. Roman Reigns is the Hulk Hogan, the Rock, and Andre the Giant of this generation in WWE. Don't at me. That is a fact. But I understand what Hulk Hogan said here. The attraction is the production. The attraction is the WWE name, the brand, the logo. That is the real attraction when you really want to look at things. It ain't Roman Reigns. Even though on TV it looks like it's Roman Reigns. But the attraction is the WWE brand. Hulk Hogan continued. I see guys wrestle and if one guy is hurt, there's another one from the performance center that slides right in and takes his place. And they're all the same size and pretty much have the same color hair. And their clothes are made by the same uh, seamstress. And they learn to wrestle from the same group of trainers. When I got in the business, we all learn from wrestling every night and being in the ring and getting your ass beat and getting hurt. We learn that way. <laughs> He's comparing the new generation to the old generation. I wonder if the new generation is shitting on Hulk Hogan's opinions here. 
He said, we learned that way. We weren't doing uh, folded rolls with helmets and the doctors and massages and trainers. If you hurt your thumb, they go put an x-ray on machine and quote, you got to take four weeks off. You're broken now. It's different now. Back in the day, you get in a car, you shut the hell up and you're opening the beers. I'm driving. What's wrong with taking weeks off? I'm going to calm down here because I'm getting irritated, but I wanted to have a calm, cool, collective podcast here. I'm drinking my wine right now. What's the problem with that? Hulk Hogan? So you break your back. Would you say, yeah, let's still go wrestle? You broke your back. You can't wrestle. You broke your thumb. Can you wrestle? Maybe, but that's not a good idea. Should you take a break? What's the problem with taking a break? I guess you get crucified for taking a break in pro wrestling now. Unbelievable. It's crazy. That's just the old mind, man, with Hulk Hogan and Undertaker. Just the old heads, old kings, old goats in the game. You know, trying to toughen up the new generation, calling the new generation soft. Um, it's not a good look. They should know better because they're kings of the game. So they should know better, man. It's a tough road. It's a tough thing in the business. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's the news on Hulk Hogan and his uh, grocery bag story. Next up, DIY. There's still plans for a union with DIY. This makes me very excited. I'm very happy about this news report. So, DIY. Although Tommaso Ciampa is yet to make his return to WWE television, the former NXT champion is on his way back, and we will reunite with DIY taxing partner Johnny Gargano. Wonder why we haven't seen Johnny Gargano in WWE TV. This is why. Ciampa has been on the sidelines since he underwent hip surgery in October. His last match happened on September 17th, one day before my birthday, at a WWE Live event when he faced Bobby Lashley. However, it is being reported that Ciampa's return is expected to happen imminently. That's good. And I'm going to give you a fantasy idea right now in a second. At the same time, Gargano has teased another member of his family popping up, leading to speculation that the two stars will reunite Ciampa and will be a member of the way alongside Andy Hartwell, Loomis, and Candice LeRae. Okay. I believe WWE is going to book at SummerSlam. I believe they are going to book DIY versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And I swear to God, if that happens, I'm going to be really excited. I'm going to be really excited. I can't wait for that to happen. I'm very excited for that. And Hopefully Triple H does do that. It would be a feel-good moment to have Gargano and Ciampa reunite on the show. It is unclear how exactly WWE plans to use Gargano on the show, but Seth Rollins is defending his world heavyweight title in an open challenge, and in the, in the, um, the event is being held in Cleveland, Ohio. Insider account Boozer, hashtag BWE, which has broken... Past WWE stories reported as recent as Monday Night Raw that WWE still had plans for them to reunite. Okay. I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited for it. I'm pumped. Can't wait for it, man. I think it's going to be great for DIY to reunite and them getting a tag team title opportunity against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I do not want WWE to just give these two guys an opportunity. They got to beat teams. They got to go on a streak. Have to. And then, when it's all said and done, they've beaten all the teams. Then they get their opportunity at those tag team titles. Paul Heyman believes this report is coming from Fightful. Paul Heyman believes exclusive storylines is a place WWE should go to or should be a go-to and will go. So, speaking with Rick Rubin of his... Tetraman podcast. Heyman spoke about how Roman Reigns and the bloodline has revolutionized storytelling in professional wrestling. That is a 
fucking fact. And I'm going to tell y'all this. We will never in a very long time. I don't want to say never ever like it's never going to happen. But I will go as far as to say we will never see a storyline like the bloodline in a very long time. Unless Triple H is still in charge and we'll get a storyline like the bloodline just like that with other characters, right? With a different storyline, of course. I don't think we're going to ever see this for a very long time. See a storyline like the bloodline for a very long time. Um, so as for when the business can go next, Heyman believes exclusive storylines is the way to go of the future. I mean, long-term storytelling, right? Set that for years. Set that for years, man. Paul Heyman. Listen, man, I love you. But uh, I've been saying that for a very long time, dog. Very long time. And exclusive storylines. I love it. He said, quote, the safe answer to sound poetic intelligent is in exclusive storylines. A transgender hero, a female that competes on the same level with the same marketing behind her as any of the male competitors. One that's not Ronda Rousey from the outside world coming in as a celebrity but a homegrown Rhea Ripley or Bianca Belair or Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch or Bailey or Natty. Hold on one second, y'all. Or any of these fantastic performers that we have on the roster that, quote, they get a platform as inclusive that carries as much opportunity on the global basis as of any of their male counterparts. That's very that's a very safe thing for me to say. I wouldn't be wrong in saying that's a place we can go or should go or could go, and I will go. Continuing on, Heyman also proposed that an um, affluent aura of theater is another way he can see things going. The unsung answer, the one that I will prefer and face by saying that when I pitch things that I'm not all uh, that sure about, I will say, well, let me just receive or reverse the right to be really stupid and what I'm about to suggest. The other answer is an implement aura of theater without uh, theaterixics. Uh, the transformative and the revolutionary and the evolutionary disturber in this industry towards that theory is Roman Reigns. We do movie scenes in the locker room to further tells the story three, four, five minute movie scenes showing um, the variability of his character, the angels among his character, the worry of his character, the sensitivities of his character, the isolation clearers, and the nucleus of his character with his cousins by his cousins, with the spotlight on his cousins at all times, and sometimes on me. Sometimes it's my sympathetic nature of appeasing the tribal chief while at the same time also appeasing him based on the fear that he can behead me at any time. He is a mafia boss. That's what he is. Um, he said, continuing on here, he said a couple years ago, if I said to you, we're going to do these locker room scenes that are movie scenes and this villain champion for a thousand days, unbeatable by anybody is going to cry. He's going to profit because he's, Exposing his own fears, his jealousy, his envy, his range. If I would have told you this, you'd say, no, that's not what to do backstage. Heyman said. Okay, let me pause real quick. I will continue with this report. We will never see a character like Roman Reigns in a very long time. He's well thought out. He's meticulous. He's a final boss. The Godfather, right? Uh, mafia bosses on Power Book 2 Ghost. If you guys watch Power Book 2 Ghost on Stars or the Power series, there's a lot of mafia bosses on that show. And uh, Roman Reigns is pretty similar to those as well. Um, this is one of the greatest characters, in my personal opinion, when it's all said and done, the tribal chief character will be one of the greatest characters in WWE history. You heard me. 
It will be one of the greatest characters. It will be on the same level as The Undertaker and Kane. I'm dead ass serious. You have never seen a character like this in a very, very long time. He's not a monster wearing a mask. He's not wearing a suit. He's just a, he's just a dude. He's a dude, right? With a lot of personalities, right? Roman Reigns. Something special. He's special. I honestly hope his reign does not end anytime soon. I'm not bored. I'm not having this opinion that, oh, Roman needs to lose now. I'm sick of his reign. That hasn't even come up not one time. I'm dead ass serious. Not one time. Roman Reigns is so good right now. <laughs> Why are you going to stop his reign because you're bored? That's what I don't have. People don't. They don't understand the psychology of it, man. They don't. You're bored of the reign and you want it to be over. You don't have a real reason. And you saying I'm bored is not a real reason. I want it to be over because I'm bored of the rain. Nah, man, that's not a real reason. That's not a real reason. Let the tribal chief cook. Let the wise man cook. Let the Samoan family cook right now. They are the reason why a lot of people are still watching WWE today. They are one of the main reasons. All right? That is a fact. Ooh, this wine's good, man. It's killer. Um... So Roman Reigns continued, or Paul Heyman, I would say, continued. Um, and he was saying, explaining how this type of storyline was utilized by the bloodline, arguing that Roman Reigns is the best actor in WWE and that his abilities allowed them to pull off so much of what they did. Uh, Roman Reigns is acting here. I believe all this is getting ready for his acting chops on Hollywood. Nobody's mentioned that. He's acting here. Obviously, they're all actors. But what I'm saying is he's going to eventually go into Hollywood. So they are prepping him for these type of Hollywood scenes. I'm just saying he would be a great real boss villain, Roman Reigns. I think that would be great. Paul Heyman said, quote, but you've never seen just scenes play out of the way that we're doing it now. And one that completely portrays that storyline into its existence, into its next chapter. That was the secret of the Sammy story, is what we were doing backstage with Sammy, so that when we took the stories out of the ring and the story of his desire for acceptance and our refusal to give it to him and Jay being the strongest mind and not giving it to him, which pissed off the tribal chief for Jay Uso to make the decision and not for Roman Reigns to make the decision. So to spite Jay... And to show Jay who the boss is, that Roman Reigns would accept Sammy a little bit more each and every week just to piss Jay off. The jail, That is beautiful. That is beautiful storytelling there. Roman Reigns did all that just to piss Jay off. The jealousy and the envy within one's own family, spite. We've all dealt with spiteful people and it's, and it's not one pleasant personality trait. So the tribal chief... As a villain will display its spite. These are all things that come to life in the ring based on the backstage drama that we were displaying. Not caring about the cameras right in our front of and uh, right in front of us, never pretending that it's not there. We're playing out scenes. Now this is a moment in time where it is being done so well by Roman Reigns and the Usos and Sammy and all those around him that is accepted. That people get into the story the same way when I opened the door and the Usos left on Monday Night Raw, I said, took care of it, my tribal chief. They gasped. If anybody else tried to do this, it would have, it would have bombed. It would have been trash. Pretty much is what Paul Heyman said there. Ending it with, so we, uh, we had a trail to his strengths and now it's become an accepted part of the business. Paul Heyman will go down as the greatest storyteller, non-wrestler of all time. He's going to be the greatest manager of all time. 
I have not been this invested in a storyline in fucking years since the Yes Movement. We need storylines like the Bloodline. We need long-term storytelling. WWE. WWE. Before I read the last news article today. WWE. You did or you're doing a tremendous job with the Bloodline story. When are we going to get something like this for the women's division? And be played by who? We need something. We need a storyline that is captivating us and the attention. We need it. I'm going to pitch something on my show because this is what I do. Charlotte Flair. I mentioned this to somebody and they loved it. Charlotte Flair calls herself the queen. Roman Reigns calls himself the tribal chief and the head of the table. Charlotte Flair can pretty much play the female version somewhat of a Roman Reigns, but with a Ric Flair twist. What do I mean? Well, Charlotte Flair calls herself the queen. I am her. Because everyone's saying the word, I'm him. Shout out to Carmelo Hayes for really starting that thing. Charlotte Flair is calling herself, I'm her. You take that, you apply it to the queen, you flip it into a fucking character. A fucking maniacal, vindictive, narcissistic character. Pretty much the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. But a female version. It could be done. It could be done. She can have a a manager, right? A client. Someone that is like a Paul Heyman by her side. And it could work. It could give her some juice in the women's division. She can go on an absolute monster tear. I know what I'm talking about. I would love for that to happen. Because my complaints about Charlotte Flair... She's bland and boring. She doesn't have a character. 99% of the women don't even have a character. This character right here. I think it could work. And it's something that I really love to see. So we'll see what happens. Let's end it with some bullshit. News article, man. This is coming from Cultaholic. Andrade El Idolo. Wants AEW to create new titles for Collision. Why can't they just take the titles on AEW? And the champions go back and forth on Collision. Why you got to create new championships? That is stupid. I don't like that at all. But AEW already have plenty of championships spread across their programming. Exactly. I have way too much Andrade. I love you, man, but. Y'all have way too much championships as it is on the brand. You want more? Oh, but it's not Dynamite. It's Collision. I don't give a fuck. It's the same shit. Just a different show on a different night. It's the same thing. You ain't playing me, y'all. You ain't getting me on that one. Andrade wants to promotion to introduce a hard roster split and create new titles that would be exclusive to Collision. He said, quote, I don't know yet, but I hope the shows will be separate. I hope they make new titles, maybe separate the brands like it's another company. I hope that Dynamite, the roster and the talent collision, this new brand for AEW. I wish for the shows to be separate. I don't know yet. Andrade said on the Please Steal Our Ideas podcast. Oh, well, I like the title of the podcast name. I mean, (laughs) people steal my ideas all the time, but it is what it is. Um, I guess there's more news on this. Um, then double down. He doubled down on this on wanting more titles, adding, I wish, I hope to, because this is a new brand. We need new goals. Okay. I give his, I get his point there. That is true. We need new goals. If we have different titles, it's good because you can compete for that title. I wait a minute, but I, I thought everybody wants to compete for the AEW world championship. That's the main title. It's going to be pretty much the same thing with 
the World Heavyweight Championship in WWE, the Constellation Prize title, right? I love Seth Rollins, but that's just how it is. That's how the fans first, uh, perceive it, really. That's the fighting championship. Is that going to be the, the collision championship on AEW? When AEW, you know, creates... Because I know they're going to. They're going to create new belts for collision. I know they are. It's a new brand. You need titles, right? But couldn't MJF, couldn't, you know, Tony Storm, couldn't this person, that person, all the champions go back and forth? It's just very, it's very simple. You can do something like that that way. But we'll see what happens, ladies and gentlemen, with AEW Collision. Um, I'm not sure yet. I'm, I'm aiming to review the show on Saturday night, but I will keep you guys updated on that. Um, and again, like I said, I will be covering Forbidden Door. I can't wait. I'm pumped. And I'm very excited for... Um, AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling's Forbidden Door 2. It should be a great show. And I can't wait to watch and cover it. Um, but thank you guys for the continued love and support. Really appreciate it, man. Um, we're, we're going ahead. We're going along. And we're doing the best that we could on this platform. Um, again, I got, some, I got some stuff coming up, man. But I don't want to spoil things for you guys. But the Wrestling Takeover will be taking over on one specific platform. And... Uh, it's about damn time. It's about damn time. So I'll keep you guys updated on that. And uh, everything that's going on with the wrestling takeover and myself. Um, and we're just going to be doing our best. That's all we could do. So thank you for the support, you guys. Again, follow me on Twitter, social media, Twitter at JT Takeover, Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover, and TikTok at The Wrestling Takeover. Make sure you guys go check out all of my articles on DiscussPW.com. I know I've been slacking on there, but I'll be back. Um, when the right time arises on discusspw.com to bring you guys some new articles. Thank you guys for the support, and I'll see you guys next time right here on the Wrestling Takeover, the number one podcast when it comes to creativity and honesty. I'll see you guys next time.